Greetings, everyone. Hey, how you doing? It's Matt Sella. And today we are a new episode of a podcast mini, and we're going to talk about some of our thoughts on the winners of the best animated short films, as well as the best animated feature from the Oscars 2020. And I am joined here with a good friend of mine, Morella. How you doing, Morella? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing pretty okay. Okay. And I uh, figure we hang out here and kind of talk about some of our thoughts on the shorts and the anime features that won. That sounds awesome. Now, normally I would talk about the other categories, but since I'm not really known to talk about live action stuff, we're going to stick strictly to the animated medium, if Alrighty. that's okay with you. Okay with me. Sounds good by me. So, quick disclaimer here, uh, I'm going to give it myself. I've seen most of everything on both of these lists, except for best animated features, I lost my body. That is the only one that I have not seen, and I could have seen it because I believe it was on Netflix, mm-hmm. at least in the yes. U.S., but I've been super busy, so unfortunately. Unfortunately, if you do not agree with my opinions regarding some of the results of the best feature, I totally concede that. That's totally fair. Um, Normally, I like to try to see everything to give my opinion on something. But in this case, might hurt me a little bit. But I have seen all the short animated features that were nominated and the ones that won. So bear that in mind. Now, you said yourself, Marilla, that you have seen uh, most of the shorts, but not the main features. Yeah, I've seen most of the shorts, except Daughter. And uh, of the features, I have only gotten through about half of them, unfortunately. Uh, That's totally fair. And once again, folks, I got a disclaim here. This is just purely our opinion, our perception. Uh, We work in animation, so we're just kind of going about maybe on the more technical scale, while some of us might go on the more personal scale of like what appealed to us and all that. That's just the nature of films. We all put ourselves out there and see things that we can connect to, and that's usually what depicts some of our favorite movies. So first things first, let's talk about some of those animated shorts. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Morella, but in order to get on this list, it's it's pretty uh, intensive, yeah. you said. Yeah. Did you want to kind of share some uh, ideas behind that? Because I honestly have no idea. Um, So I have personally never gotten shorts to actually personally apply for the Oscars, but I have a few friends that have been nominated for the shorts. And it is a really rigorous process. You have to get a certain amount of screening time through um, for the audience, meaning you have to submit your film to a lot of festivals and actually get wins or nominations from these festivals. You have to collect prizes such as like best short at Cannes. Cannes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and BAFTA as well? Uh, no, no, not BAFTA. Uh, well, actually, it's a very long list. Uh, mm. And uh, if you are indiv- uh, like an independent filmmaker... Uh, kind of producing your own thing you're basically you're basically paying into the the entrance fee for these festivals which is like 50 60 dollars on the higher end something like free to 20 and lower end and 50 60 dollars yeah i thought you were gonna say like a thousand i was like oh just to get it just to like enter your film into the festival yeah, oh yeah, like an application fee yeah yeah thing. well okay. if, you're, if you're submitting to like a hundred festivals <laughs> Okay, yeah, no, those dollars do add up. I see that, I see that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, if you're an independent person, you have to kind of uh, rack up a certain number of these wins for these festivals in order to get qualifications for a nomination for the Oscars. Okay. Sometimes you can get it if you, for example, some of these shorts uh, are screened before a feature, and that actually qualifies towards your um, qualifications. Okay, because it's kind of like with um, films in general when it comes to the Oscars. Like, they have to be in a certain number 
of theaters. Yeah, exactly. And one for a certain amount of yeah. time. Yeah, it, it's it's the same basis, but it works with uh, film festivals, uh, smaller film festivals, and awards.、Uh, it's just a way to、uh, show credentials, I guess. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, and I definitely wanted to highlight some of that just to put some more love towards animated features, which is kind of a shame too, because like I'm, I'm kind of getting off track here a little bit, but there's some、uh, YouTubers who I really respect and I like to hear their opinion.、Uh, one of them、uh, is not really a big fan of the category best animated feature. He sees it more as a Participation award, which I heard is a point.、So、I'm not going to get into them, and I I get where he's coming from. But in my personal experience, which I don't know if this year kind of challenged that a little bit, the reason why I kind of push for best animated feature is because it kind of gives more eyes on the artistic struggles and、yeah. like the push towards making. Something in a different medium than, say, from film. Yeah, yeah. And it just puts more eyes on it through the mainstream audiences from around the world. Yeah. That's always been my reason. Whether if that's validated enough, people have argued saying like, well, most of these award shows, even like the prestige ones, they're just funded by each other just to pat themselves on the backs.、So、like, yeah, I get the cynical aspect of that, but part of me kind of sees more of like just an opportunity to show people more things out there because it's a very, it's a very flooded world of content right now. So. Yeah. I've Mentioned before, I've seen all the short films. I actually saw them at the Alamo Theater. That's exciting. And I saw it with Caesar, which was a fan- even more fun. Yeah, it was a great <laughs> experience. Like I've heard so much about the Alamo Theater, and I love. It. Ha- was it your first time? It was my first time. No way. And I, I'm sorry, I love their shut the up policy. Yeah. That shows them again, saying like, okay, if you get called on once, you'll get a warrant, but if you do it again, whatever. We're kicking you out, even if it's like partway through the film, no、yeah. refunds. And I was like, why can't AMC theaters do this? It's like I, because there's been so many times in movie theaters where I'm watching a movie, but someone takes out their phone and constantly <laughs> checks. It's like my peripherals are trying to focus, but I keep seeing a light in the corner of my eye, and it's driving me nuts. Yeah, I love the Alamo for that reason. So you always get a good viewing experience, and you can order yourself a drink. Like、oh, the food is delicious. It is. Like I had the、uh, Parmesan truffle Ooh. popcorn Ooh. and the queso and chips. Ooh. Oh, they were so good! But we're not here about talking about the Alamo. We're getting <laughs> off track here. So,、uh, yes. So I've seen all of them, and the nominated films, if you have not heard, were Daughter, Hair Love, Kit Bull, Memorable, and Sister. And what ended up winning was Hair Love by the folks of Matthew A. Cherry and Karen Rupert Toliver. And I wanted to give my quick opinion on this and what I wanted to win versus what should have won. It's a little tough for me, Morella, because I'm between our tastes. I'm a little bit more simple in many ways. Like I don't like to like delve in too much complexity at times because then I get either overwhelmed or I get bored. And so I'm not really good at like studying、uh, the artistic and the、uh, filmmaking aspect of some independent things.、Hmm. But I definitely wanted to give it a shot, and I wanted to see what could I soak in, what worked for me, what didn't work for me, and what I believe should win based off not only the fundamentals of good filmmaking, but also had something compelling to say and took risks into trying to tell that story either through. Narrative or visual style, and for me, I always put the visual style above that when it comes to animated stuff.、Mm, okay. Because like, if you're doing something in animation, usually you would need a pretty solid reason why you would do it animated versus live action. Because there are just some things live action you just can't do. Yeah. But with animation, it gives you more opportunities to tell unique stories or metaphors and things like that. The possibilities are endless. So that's essentially where my mindset goes when to awarding the best of whatever. It's whatever took the risks 
but were able to hit the points both narratively and visually overall. So, with that being said, in my personal opinion of the five that were nominated, I believe Memorable should have won. And to quickly tell you why I believe that is because Memorable tells a story about an old man artist who is dealing with Alzheimer's and is quickly losing his memory and his perception of the world. And what I liked about it was because he's a painter, the world itself is kind of stop motioned in a oil painter texture. I wouldn't say it's very fluid like Leica's animations with the facial animations, but the whole world felt really realized as a theme of an artist. And as the story progresses, he's with his wife, who is also elderly, is kind of trying to take care of him as he's dealing with this disease. And it just shows the progression of what Alzheimer's can do without him really telling us exactly his experiences, but seeing it through some various actions that lead up to ultimately the end. Yeah. I thought it was a very emotional ending. Uh, I'm not going to get into it because I believe you can see this on YouTube right now for free. Yeah. And I highly recommend you check it out. I just thought it was a really well done story overall. It was very emotional. And it just looked really fascinating to me to see this oil painted texture character. But as the Alzheimer's got worse, things just got more simplistic, dumbed down in detail. And people that he knew and loved just started to like fade away in full form. Yeah, so it's very I, heavy. I thought that it did a fantastic job in that area. But before I say anything else, of the shorts you did see, were there ones that you wanted to win? Um, so the only one that I haven't seen of the shorts is Daughter. And um, I think my favorite might might have been Sister, actually. I kind of forgot that I'd seen that film earlier uh, until you pulled up a screenshot of it and it instantly came back. I saw it at a glass animation festival in Berkeley and I was really impressed with it because it felt so touching and it's about a topic that I hadn't... You know, you, you kind of think about this and I don't want to spoil the end because the ending is part of what makes this film kind of touching and painful. Absolutely. So I don't want to give like a, you know, spoil the ending for you. But I, I kind of connected with it emotionally and uh, it really got me that this film I had forgotten about. It. I thought it was in the last, in the previous year submissions, but I'm so glad I got the nomination. Um, and I also enjoyed Kitbull. I'm I'm a sucker for animal things. Oh yeah. <laughs> of the five that were discussed, Kitbull would have actually been my number two, but that's only because it spoke to me so personally because yeah. I always feel sorry for Pitbulls, a misunderstood breed. And yeah. living in the Bay Area, you kind of see a lot of that going on where people are just breeding them for dog fights. It's yeah. just disheartening. So I like yeah. that. I carried some of that, but were there other elements about Kitbull that you really liked? Yeah, I just enjoyed the progression of friendship and uh, getting to know each animal's personalities. And I thought that was really, really sweet. And I also enjoyed Hair Love um, to just kind of represent people of color and kind of that kind of storytelling. So, yeah, overall, enjoy the selections. So, yeah, in regards to Hair Love, like that was actually probably like my third or fourth choice out of the five. I'll, I'll get this real quick out of the way. I did not like Daughter. Uh, <laughs> of the five that I saw, Daughter, which is oddly enough, it covers themes that I could relate to personally in a way. Just the visual decision behind the style and the filmmaking aspect with like the live camera look to it. Yeah. It just made it overall very unappealing to look at. And while it was cool, it was a pantomime the whole time. It just 
really felt like it was being autistic simply for the sake of it. Yeah. But that that's just my lazy ass mainstream mindset. But I don't know. It just did not work for me. That's fair. Jumping back to Hair Love. Uh, yeah, um, a little bit of a hot take here. I liked it. Uh, the first time I saw it was in front of Angry Birds 2. And I thought it was a really interesting idea. Like, I liked the idea of, like, a 2D character, but having, like, 3D rendered curly hair. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me of Spider-Verse a little bit of, like, yeah. having, like, a mix of different styles together. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that was really cool. My only problem with Hair Love is that I think there were a few fundamental animation flaws that I saw. Like, we had some fluid animations and, like, timing of actions throughout that didn't feel natural to me. That's fair, yeah. The theme of it, I thought was really sweet, but as my opinion stands, nothing I can really, like, entirely relate to. It's a sad situation, but in a way, it kind of has a tappy ending. Mm-hmm. But overall, I just feel like there was some fundamental issues with it, and it just didn't feel like it pushed itself as far as I would have liked it to. Mm. But that's just my opinion. I still think it's pretty cool that it won. But for me personally, within the criteria of what I think should win, I don't feel like Hair Love took a large enough risk to really win that in comparison to Memorable. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, I think the animation style um, was very smooth and it had its bumps here and there. So that was a little bit odd to see. What's interesting that you just brought up is it was uh, right in front of angry birds so what was that like to see hair love and then angry birds well that's a weird combination is it not that really was weird because i i don't know why i was expecting it to be more in front of like you know a a spider-verse movie or something like that it it was just very jarring because like you had a heartfelt story with uh hair love yeah between uh, her and the father but then you go to angry birds which is just like juvenile kid (laughs) setting type stuff and it's like uh, that's a real stark difference yeah, I almost want to give it a better platform or just have a, a little bit more matched platform. Yeah, but I do kind of want to bring that up, the fact that it, it premiered in front of Angry Birds 2, at least when I saw it. But we'll get to that in just a moment. But that's generally our thoughts yep. on the best animated short films. Now let's jump back to the best. Drama. Best of the best. Best animated feature film of the year. Wow. And those nominations were How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, I Lost My Body, Klaus, Missing Link, and Toy Story 4. And Toy Story 4 was the winner this year. Now, I gave my opinion at the start of Best Animated Shorts, but I want to hand it over to you, Morella. What are your thoughts on the nominees and who ended up winning? Well, uh, I'd like to be- begin by saying that I have not seen half of these. <laughs> uh, due to life. Due to life. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed Toy Story 4. I I, I, have, I was a little confused about why it was made and why we needed to see Woody go off into, with a different clan of toys. But I thought it was an interesting concept of, you know, exploring Bo Peep and her personality and maybe touching on different aspects of Woody's personality. Yeah. And I'm, I'm quite sad that Klaus didn't win. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll be 100% transparent with you guys right now. I think my number one choice would have been Klaus, or it is Klaus. And it goes back to what I said about animated shorts before. I feel like the winner should go to something that took the biggest risks 
into trying to like make something out there, but also hit the fundamental and maybe slightly beyond points to make it an overall good film. I think that's an interesting point. Like I had, I had never really thought about that the way that you had phrased it up until now. Um, and it's something that I like to see in my animation is to push boundaries. But sometimes uh, some of these Oscars or like these nominations, especially for animation, tend to be a lot more safe. And that's pretty much what I want to jump right into. And again, this is a hot take. I know it's like, it might be a little controversial, but uh, last year, the Academy was humoring the idea of creating a most popular film category, which a lot of filmmakers thought that was just nothing but a participation award, some condescending way to say like, oh, these films are not good enough to be part of the best feature animation, but because they make box office money and they appeal to the general audiences, we'll give them their own little category to like get their own award or something. And it, it just it just rubbed people the wrong way, yeah. like tremendously. So when it comes to some of the nominations for some of the live action things and the technical awards, things like that, for the most part, they try to nominate the most prestige and like the most artistic ventures of films and technical aspects. Whereas animation, in my personal opinion, watching them for so long, it, it kind of feels like that this is in a way a popular animated category in some areas, or at least yeah. some of the winners go to the things that are probably the most familiar. Yeah. And I recommend you guys check out like some other YouTubers who are like more deeper into this kind of stuff. But there have been a couple that mentioned, and I think it's pretty common knowledge that a lot of the Academy voters don't are not entirely required to watch everything before they yeah. vote. Yeah. And there's actually been anonymous yet confirmed confirmation that some of these voters say, well, I haven't seen most of this stuff. So maybe I should just ask this other person over here. Who do you think I should vote for? Oh, I should vote for this? Okay, then I'll just vote for this. Yeah. It's like they don't even give the time of day to really analyze or at least form an opinion on these. And again, it's not just animation. I'm sure it's like many other categories. But for me personally, like I always felt like people don't appreciate animation and the hard work that goes into them sometimes, mm -hmm. especially like the more mainstream or the general audiences. And to me, with Toy Story 4 winning, I feel like it was just like, okay, what what's popular? What hit the Pixar emotional level type things? It's like, it's Toy Story 4. Everyone loves it. Give them the award. Yeah. And to me, that's what it felt like. And I'm not saying Toy Story 4 was a terrible movie. I, I enjoyed it. I did a review on it for my channel. But what you said echoes like a couple of parents that I did talk to where they saw it with their kids and they're like, yeah, it was fine, but we don't really know why it was made because Toy Story 3 ended in such a good way. Yeah. And I think that kind of goes to my hot take where I feel like when it comes to being safe, it's Pixar. We know what they're capable of and they've been able to do it fairly consistently. But that goes to what I was saying. They're not really taking risks with what they're doing at least not in comparison to some of the other nominated things. And that's why I say Klaus, because I mean, I can't speak for I lost my body, but I believe that is 2D animated as well. Klaus is a 2D animated feature, which we really have not seen, at least on such a theatrical level or attempt at theatrical level in years. Yeah. Like really the last one I could think of off the top of my head is The Princess and the Frog. Yeah, me too. And it was true for a while. Like the mindset at that time was like, well, this is the peak of 2D animation. Where can we go from here? Uh, I guess that's its peak. Let's go into 3D because it's kind of new. And Oh, I remember that time period as being the last hurrah as for 2D of saying, oh, we just got to, we just got to, 
you know, make this one last 2D film and, you know, show everybody that uh, we can do this. And then suddenly it didn't make as much profit or wasn't as popular. And then everything actually crashed and burned. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it felt like, at least. And I think for, like, some of the general audiences, it was like, yep, yeah, no, that's pretty much the apex of it. But then Sergio Pablos worked really hard in trying to find a way to up the scale of what 2D animation can do and look like and came up with this painting with lighting effect to really like push 2D animation to kind of look 3D, but it's all hand-drawn. And hence, that was the risk that they took. And I think overall, and uh, Morella and I, we did a review for this. And yes, I acknowledge my bias towards 2D animation. I just feel like it took the biggest risk and told a very well done story. Not perfect, but it hit the marks. It has the great potential to be a timeless classic. I mean, hell, I showed Klaus to my mother over the holidays and I was kind of like on the fence of whether she would like it or not. But I remember next morning, she kept telling me like how she could not stop thinking about Klaus and like the art style and like the background. She said it was like, it was just a very beautiful thing to look at. Yeah. Actually, that's something that worries me about Klaus. I'm worried that people that were judging it were just thinking, oh, we can't nominate an, a, a Christmas movie. Oh, oh, yeah, that's an interesting point. Uh, like, it's, Has there ever been a Christmas feature that was nominated? I would have to look that up. Let me know in the comment section below. Is, is that yeah, true? That's a, uh, well, my, basically my fear is that they thought, oh, we can't we can't have it so that a, a Christmas movie would win or, oh, it's just a Christmas movie. We can't have that win. You know, like b- making it smaller than it yeah. is just because it's a, it's a holiday film. And it's not directly tied to this, but it's kind of like the mindset it was a while ago. It's like, oh, it's a superhero comic book film. We can't yeah. nominate this. Yeah, exactly. That's an interesting point. I never thought about that. It's definitely worth looking into. I actually saw, um, I didn't see I Lost My Body fully, but I saw a pencil test for it a few years back uh, at a screening. And uh, it's interesting to read about that film because... It started out in 2D, from what I recall, and then they moved to 3D. And then Hmm. they're actually doing a lot of it in 3D and just tracing over in 2D, but adding their own, like, finesse and detailing work uh, in 2D. Hmm. So it's like a form of rotoscoping, but, like, really taking liberties. Like, really taking liberties. Because Hmm. uh, they showed, I think, on, like, uh, Cartoon Brew of the 3D versus like the 2D afterwards and the 2D animator does have a lot of leeway to change things. The 3D is just there so that you get like the proper fall or the of, of the off the truck or whatnot. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was a very interesting way to work and it apparently saved a lot of time on the filmmaker and his small team because I think he had a pretty small team. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was a really interesting way to go about it and i'm definitely gonna check out i lost my body but still on netflix because i really want to fill out this list and see all of them you're so close very close very close but yeah i mean that's just generally my opinion on the animated features and all that where it's just like it's the same to be expected quality and they're usually that quality is usually better against other mainstream movies Mm -hmm. we'll just hand it to them and i don't know that just really upsets me in a way but at the same time, I'm not saying uh, screw Pixar. It's like, no, Pixar makes good movies. It was a good film. I. It was a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, like I honestly believe awards should go to films that took risks either visually or narratively and were able to hit the general marks that could work for, 
I don't want to say wide audiences, but just like I'd say just critically acclaimed hits all the benchmarks and it's just enjoyable to watch for a wide audience in a way. But unfortunately, I I don't know, Marilla. I personally feel like people are still not going to take animation too seriously still. Yeah. And again, I I liked Hair Love, but it didn't really hit my criteria of something that really stood out fundamentally and narratively. But all forms of media is subjective. These are just our opinions, but I would love to hear your opinion on the winnings themselves. When you first saw the nominations, did you see one that you wanted to win? And which one at the time did you think should win? Two very different questions. Because <laughs> believe me, I remember when I first saw the nominations, I thought to myself, I want Klaus to win, but Toy Story 4 would probably win. And turns out I was right on that. Yeah, to be honest, it was the same thought for me too. I really wanted Klaus to win. I actually was really imple- impressed that I lost my body was on the list. It probably got theatrical run somehow. It did, yeah. So, well, um, I mean, obviously, that's how you get on here. Yeah. Um, to, to be honest, uh, the overall selections didn't impress me too much this year. Specifically, the, the feature feature ones. Um, I think we've had stronger years before. But yeah, same as you. Wanted Klaus to win, but knew Toy Story 4 would win. It's another statue for the Pixar shelf. <laughs> but I will say this much, though. I do believe Klaus won uh, at BAFTA mm-hmm. and the Annies, as well as a lot of other like animation focus awards. So it's got that to put on their shelves, and they wholeheartedly deserve that. As far as what's going to happen with the Oscars in the future, honestly, I don't know. Because <laughs> yeah. that's a whole other conversation. Oh, man. Which we're not going to get into at all. Oh, man. But I try to focus on trying to get animation in the spotlight, and that's why I wanted to do this video with you, Morella. Yeah. Share our opinions. But like I said, we want to hear your opinions now. Let us know in the comment section below what are some of your thoughts on the nominations and the winners of the Best Animated Feature Film and Animated Short. This is Matt Sella. This is Morella. And we want to thank you all for tuning in. in. Ha <laughs> ha.